0: Welcome back to Tiger Talk. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night, our first interview segment of the night. As always, is with Nevada Lady Tiger basketball coach Blake Howarth. Lady Tiger's uh, in the midst of the uh, Clinton tournament this week. It's actually been two weeks of tournaments for Nevada, including the uh, Frontenac Raiders shootout last Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, which Nevada went one and two in. We'll talk about that, finished third, and now in the midst of the Clinton girls basketball tournament. And kind of waiting to see, although they can certainly assume But right now, kind of uh, waiting to see who their opponent will be coming up, uh, whether it's a third-place game or a championship game on Friday, back up at Clinton. We'll cover all that here in just a little bit. But, uh, Blake, it's been a very busy uh, week for you, (laughs) five games in six days. And uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, your team is ready to kind of
1: exhale today. Definitely. I mean, (laughs) just thinking about, uh, you know, today not having a game, Uh, just having a chance to sit and think. I mean, it's kind of strange because we haven't had a lot of chances to think about anything else other than basketball and let's play, I mean, games. And and so uh, to get that opportunity today to kind of step away and just think, okay, what do we need to do to make ourselves better? Uh, And this is a day that we definitely need and uh, we've kind of been looking forward to. Um, You know, I just really want to praise our girls, uh, really start uh, these five games we're about to break down and talk about praising them i mean i understand like our records and stuff isn't isn't i guess justifying how hard these girls are truly working and, and playing but they are and i want that you know not to go unnoticed because these girls are fun to watch fun to coach and, and their competitors and, and i love that about them
0: Let's go back and talk about the Frontenac Raiders shootout last week. You do go one and two in that tournament. We'll break down each game, but just as an overview, first of all, uh, again, kudos to the folks over at Frontenac, Paul uh, Paul Colton and his staff, for, you know, I'm sure it's not the tournament that they wanted to have. It's not the tournament anybody wanted to have, but for what they had to deal with, I thought it was still a a good three days of basketball.
1: Absolutely. I mean... uh... In the past, they got teams coming from Arkansas and Oklahoma, and and then you got, you know, your pull from Kansas and Missouri, and it's really, really good basketball, and even with the COVID protocols and the Kansas regulations and everything that's going on, they still put together a a good three days, and I mean, we still got good basketball, and, and there was really good teams in there, and it was something that... You know, we look forward to because that's not in the area or style of play that we see every every night. And so to go over there and have that opportunity to play against Kansas schools and, you know, watch how the officials even referee over there, Mm -hmm. it's different. And so, you know, that's what we need. And that's what we need to to also to improve and get better and grow. and, And that was good for us.
0: This is a nitpicky thing, but it, it was so odd to go over there. And I don't remember this happening when we went to Pittsburgh, but apparently it's a guideline in Kansas with no opening tip-off right now, where the visiting team inbounds the basketball. And I'm, you know, my and my feeble mind, I'm saying, you're getting ready to play an hour and a half of basketball, banging bodies. What difference does the opening tip-off make? But it is
1: what it is. Yeah, that's even talking to the the Kansas coaches and some of the officials over there they're in the same boat. And so like they said and we're doing over here in Missouri too, whatever we got to do to play and that's that's where it's at. But no, it doesn't make any sense at all. We're not we're not going to start with the tip, but we're going to play and the officials are going to touch the same basketball that, you know, 10, 15, 20 different girls are touching and be in the same gym and breathe the same air that we're running up and down, you know, breathing and so uh is what it is. <laughs> I don't have it. an answer for it, and, and, and don't understand it. But uh, you know, if that's what it takes for our girls to play and for Kansas to play, then I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll continue to do it.
0: Well, like I said it was really nitpicky. I just found it really, really odd. But <laughs> at any rate, let's talk about the games. Uh, Frontenac, you started off with them uh, last Thursday. Uh, uh, Frontenac with a victory, sixty-three to thirty-six on uh, on day one of the uh, Frontenac Raiders shootout. Well, they got some good pieces over there, Frontenac.
1: Well, they returned six girls, and they should have returned seven. One of their better players the field girl uh, end up breaking her leg uh, before Christmas break and so she's been out but to return six and to play the style of basketball that they do and how they you know competed against us last year I knew it was gonna be a fight mm-hmm. and so the first quarter we definitely gave them everything they wanted and then you know almost here comes that dry spell again and so our shots they're not bad shots once again I mean we, we just can't Put them through, but we're taking good shots. Uh, you know, we had a couple breakdowns on defense, but uh, that's a, a still a learning experience for us. And, and we want to play teams that are better than us to push us and make us better. And Frontenac did that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to, uh, you know, dip into that lead. Uh, that that front neck had but our girls continue to play and it was nice to watch that and and you know instead of completely giving up they bear down and, and try to give a little bit more and everything that they have.
0: Sort of the second quarter became the difference it was tied after 11 after the first period of play and then they, they had the big second quarter for the 11 point lead at halftime so uh, was a, a product as you said of cold shooting or did they do some different things to help them uh, get that lead as well?
1: It's us it, it, it's our team that is it it's a it's phasing and uh, still trying to figure it out, but we went on. I, th- I think I'm pretty sure it was that game. I'm just trying to think back. There's so many games here. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Thursday night in the second quarter. We went six minutes and twenty seconds without scoring a single point. It doesn't matter if it's a good team, bad team, equal team, whatever. You go six minutes and 20, you know, six minutes and twenty seconds without scoring a point anybody's going to be able to either come back or extend a lead. And that's what they did, unfortunately. Uh, but it's, no, they, they didn't change. And we knew everything they were about to do. Uh, we talked about it and, and, you know, prepared for it. And then we were still right there with them in the first quarter, 11-11, like you said. But in our shot start, start selection wasn't bad, but it's almost like, okay, it's, it's, not going in, they're not falling, and so when we start shooting, we lose our confidence, and so then the frustration sets in a little bit, and we start we start turning down shots or you know catching and shooting and, and shooting with confidence, and we saw that there, and then with the last minute and forty seconds, we kind of picked it up, and that was kind of nice to see us dig out uh, there late in that quarter, but when that happens, we have to we have to find a, a way. To get ourselves to the free throw line and we did that you know Thursday after thursday night's game we did that friday and saturday and that's be kind of recurring
0: theme over these next few games we're going to talk about it is consistency like thereof actually and i know that's the you know at this midway point of the season that's what you're still battling is having that consistent play for four quarters
1: yeah i mean and we we look back at the scoring and also the age group of our girls we're playing freshmen sophomore juniors and seniors but You know, that's gonna happen. And I gotta remind myself that it's gonna happen just because of the inexperience. And I, I try not to use that as an excuse because our girls are so competitive and work so hard. But unfortunately, to be a really good high school shooter, you have to get up tons and tons of shots. In season and out of season, and we have a lot of girls that play multiple sports. And you know, some of them might not even touch a basketball in the spring or summer, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But that's going to happen, especially at a younger age. And so we just got to continue to to play basketball and get it done on the defensive end. But definitely apply that pressure, like you saw Friday night against Fort Scott. Apply that pressure and get us going downhill to the hole and either finishing with the layup. Or getting to the free throw line, and we're in good shape then. Well, let's so move to the Fort Scott game because that was on Friday. You pick up a
0: fifty-four to forty victory against the Lady Tigers of Fort Scott. Good defensive game, especially in the first half. Uh, hold them without a field goal in the first quarter of play. They uh, pick up five points on the free throw line, uh, but uh, and that take a twelve to five lead, twenty-nine to fifteen by halftime. And for all intents and purposes, it wasn't over, but it was getting close. uh Fort Scott just couldn't produce the firepower other than Ella Beth, uh, the only really one who produced offensively for them. So, obviously, good defensive day for you against Fort Scott to give it just 40 points.
1: Yeah, good defensive day for us. But then also, we had a couple girls get in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Abby Har- uh, Harder and Clara Swearingen, they got in foul trouble. So, we had to call on somebody else, and Maddie Major stepped up. And that's what I I like going over there. One, because Kansas teams are different in the style of play. But then officials, every every game it seemed like the officials, the calling was, was so inconsistent. And so when officials start calling that way, we're a physical team. And we have to adjust whenever they're calling a certain way. Even last night we saw it, uh, you know, against Adrian. And so – I thought we, we were for a three-hour game Oh, time. man, it was – I was a little worried too. But, you know, like Coach Dotson was saying, you know, we have – most of our starters were in foul trouble. And, you know, she was thinking, oh, who else we got? Yeah. You know, because we, we couldn't keep dipping into our bench and, and they foul. But uh, we we have to adjust to that. And Maddie did a good job – of keeping the Ella Beth girl in front and not allowing her to score or create for her teammates, and that's when Fort Scott was at their best. But we we dug ourselves out of the foul trouble and continued to apply the pressure, and, and that's what we need to do, and that's what we need to continue to do. And, you know, that's what I want to – when we get to the Adrian game, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that and take the blame there. But our girls responded from the front Frontenac to the Fort Scott game in the best way possible, super proud of them. And then same way, into the Chanute game, was what, 21-21 at halftime, mm-hmm. came out in the third quarter and was still battling with them. And then the dry spell happened again. And so, uh, you know, they had the, the, the Badcock girl, really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been standing out uh, over there in Kansas, put in a ton of time in her game and so uh, a lot of Kansas coaches has, has noticed her improvement. You know, unfortunately, given her 35 points, that's all she had. We just needed to limit that, and we didn't do a good job of that. Yep,
0: Chanute was the game you finished with on Saturday afternoon. It was 53-37. Chanute uh, with, the, with the victory by 16. Uh, Corey Babcock, 5'7", senior, did have 35 points in that game, had 25 by the end of the third quarter. You know, but people may, people look at it and say 53-37. Only scored thirty-seven points, but it was still a nine-point game at the end of the third quarter. Certainly doable, uh, but uh, just two field goals in the fourth quarter, and uh, which is coming kind of, again, coming kind of recurring here a little bit. But uh, just just couldn't find that bucket in the fourth quarter. In the meantime, you're sending them to the free throw line, and they're making them.
1: Yeah, and that's what we can't do, and that's something that we need to do a better job of. Is whenever they have a girl like that who has improved, but also can go knock down free throws. We want to pressure, especially late when we were trying to double team and get the ball out of her hands. We, we can't reach. Just get the ball out of her hands. And then what we wanted to do was have that happen and then try to face guard her and not let her catch it and get it back. Uh, unfortunately, in the trap, trying to get it out of her hands, we reached. And over there, I mean, it's going to continue to get called. Uh, we even saw you know, last night against Adrian. We don't want that. We just want to speed it up, get them in a bad position and make them make a bad choice by trying to throw out of it or dribble out of it. And then that's how we're going to get our turnovers. And we don't, we don't get them by reaching in there because 9 out of 10 times, that's a foul.
0: Uh, 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 Chanute ends up going three and zero in the tournament. They were a, a la- literally a last minute addition to the tournament when uh, Butler uh, had to drop out. And Butler, uh, from what I know, of Butler they're not a Chinoot. Uh so uh, Chanute was able to come in and and uh, and do a pretty good job uh, for a last minute addition to go three and zero, and they end up winning the tournament, and taking home the the hardware. Uh, you know, you mentioned the pressure Davis because you really kind of brought that out. Uh, during, the, during this Frontenac tournament. And uh, uh, I guess the question is, is there a, there's a, is there a fine line between you know, supplying pressure, defense, and being overactive? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh,
1: and I, I think we saw that last night. I think yeah. definitely. I mean, we want to apply the pressure, but we don't want to apply so much pressure that, one, we put too much pressure on ourselves, but then, two, we put ourselves in a bad position by applying so much that, We're not able to play defense and move our feet like we want. We start playing with our hands. And and when we saw that against Chanute late, and then we saw that last night against Adrian, and we don't have to do that. Uh, You know, what we call our our man-to-man press green light, double zero green light, we're trying to trap people. We're going to force them to a sideline and cut them off, and then we got a, a player coming uh, from behind, a defender coming from behind to trap the girl because she's not aware. You know, she's worried about the defender in front of her. And so we're coming from behind to get that trap, and when that happens, we got a rotation going. And we did a good job of that against Fort Scott and early in those three quarters against Chanute. And then last night uh, we, we threw our 10, which is kind of like our zone uh, press, Adam, and we were just kind of out of – a position out of sync a little bit and it's not that we we're not good at it we are we, we threw it against Fort scott and chanute and got turnovers out of it uh but we were just seemed like we were half step short uh there against adrian but then against chanute we probably got a little tired and started playing with our hands and not moving our feet and you know when you play with your hands you're going to get called no matter what state you're in
0: well, uh, obviously a good tournament again, as always, over in act 1 and 2. And, and when Brent uh, Bartlett started playing that tournament, he wanted to go there because of the competition level. Again, not everybody could be there this year, but again, it, it just makes you better for especially a month away from district play. You still have that same feeling uh, now that you finish that tournament and get ready to move forward?
1: Yeah, I, I have no doubt that when we go over there, those teams are the caliber of teams that we see in our district and it prepares us because you know the last couple of years and even now uh, when we come out of that tournament the the speed even is different from kansas to missouri some of the missouri schools and so to have that opportunity to go over there and play a different style of basketball and to bring it back over to missouri it's good for us and you know unfortunately last night I didn't play uh in our favor but we saw that against smith cotton uh, we picked up right where we left off over in kansas and it was nice to see but uh, my goal was to go over there and win two games uh and Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, that's something that we haven't done in the last couple of years was win two games over there. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was my goal. And it was doable. We just had those breakdowns and those dry spells on offense that, you know, we stopped ourselves once again. Uh, Frontenac was good, but we knocked down even half our shots. It's still a ball game. And, and our girls have confidence and continue to play, you know, aggressive on defense. Who knows how that plays out. And then on Chanute still, that that dry spell, Mm -hmm. breakdown on offense – and then, unfortunately, um, you know, the frustration carried over two defense on on that game late, and, and we saw that.
0: Nevada headed north this week uh, to the Clinton girls basketball tournament. Nevada has won the last two years. They were looking for their third straight championship up at Clinton, a tournament they've had good success in over the many years that they've played in it. Uh, Nevada's going to do it the hard way this year and depend on a tiebreaker to get to a championship game. But uh, start off things with a nice, convincing win over Smith Cotton, 56 27. You know, we can be honest, Smith Cotton team is not very very good. Uh, now 0-11 on the year, but that's one of those games where, especially when you're coming off a three-day tournament like you had and uh, you only had one day off to get ready, uh, you don't want to play down at their level. And uh, didn't do that. 18-4, first quarter lead, and a good day. And you had other people step up for you to actually take the lead, uh, notably uh, sophomore Maddie Majors with 14 and Grace Barnes, the junior, with 13.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I said, we picked up where, where we left off over in Kansas, and that was nice to see um, to come out right from the get-go and play like we're supposed to and play like the better team. And then, you know, we didn't let off the gas. And so that was nice to see. That was good for our girls to come out and get a really good convincing win that we needed and were capable of doing. And so to have those underclassmen step up the way they did, You know, that's what we need. So that way they they continue to build their confidence and that's just going to make us so much better or even more better uh, than we are now, knowing we have people on our bench, but also, uh, you know, deep down uh, the lineup that we can put in and continue to score. and, And that's a good thing for us
0: uh again the debate had a 31 10 lead at halftime so pretty much took care of things early in that ball game and it, it's kind of a i guess it's one of those games we kind of get a, a, a it's kind of a get well uh, contest rally a, a chance to kind of enjoy things and uh know you got a nice comfortable lead and uh kind of let things fly a little bit, and did a good job of containing them. They did have the one girl, Caroline Matz, with 10 points. She was pretty much their lone offensive threat. You know, it's, it's just so easy, and I've seen this happen before. When you're playing a team that's uh, fundamentally challenged, I guess we'll say, it's it's easy to get down to that level, and it was good to see that your girls continued to play well.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like That's why I, I don't want these girls to go unnoticed of what they're doing because it is good. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said right there, you play a team – record record wise that you know doesn't look very good and on paper we should win and to go in there and not play to their level or even give them you know false hope and play the style of basketball the Lady Tiger basketball that we can and and show there that's good and exciting for us especially since you know late like you said we were able to rest uh, you know Ty and Abby harder and so Those are seniors. So to watch some freshmen and sophomore and some juniors step on the floor and take care of business and continue to play – the future's bright and i'm excited for that
0: well i moved you into the uh, your final
1: pool game last night
0: against the adrian lady blackhawks a, a rematch of last year's championship game which nevada won 64 51 uh, a year ago both teams with certainly key graduation losses from that game a year earlier um uh, end up being a knockdown drag out goes to overtime and 51 uh, 47 adrian gets the victory and uh, obviously, the, the notable part here is the fourth quarter and the overtime, one field goal in the fourth quarter, and, and shut out in the overtime.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I'm still beating myself up just because I want so much success for our girls because they've earned it. And so looking back, when you go 12 minutes with one field goal because four minutes in overtime, eight-minute quarters, we go 12 minutes with one field goal, any team, it doesn't matter once again, You are going to put yourself in a a tough position, and we did that again. You know, Ending the third quarter, uh, I think we were up, what, six or something like that. We should have put our foot on the gas and and just hammered it down. Uh, Looking back, that's my fault. We should not have continued to get back on half-court defense. We needed right there. We had Adrian on the ropes. They were on their short, red face, and our girls were still ready to go. We should have applied the press. And that's on me. And looking back, you know, you could, you could always find different things. To, but at that point in time, going with the flow, you know, we had foul trouble trying to get some girls through. And then even in the fourth quarter, I mean, Ty and Clara picked up four and played overtime Ooh. with four fouls. And it, that, that plays a factor. You know, those are those are two good players for us. And that plays a factor on defense because they're worried about getting that fifth and fouling out that maybe they're not as aggressive. And and we saw that on the backside uh weak side help there late that they were able to get a couple layups and you know that i don't know if that was it or not but we can't continue to go long periods of time with maybe one field goal or none at all it doesn't matter who you play that's a breakdown and and that's going to hurt us regardless
0: they did. Uh, they they were. Uh, they definitely made an emphasis on wanting to go inside, let uh, down to Sam's or Braden, uh, or Ford, one of the two, down inside. They uh, they were able to consistently get it over the top of you fronting the post player, but uh, I guess more times than not, you didn't have the backside help that it, that I know that you wanted to have.
1: Yeah, when they throw that lob, that's what we want to do. We want to force the lob, and hopefully, you know, they throw it out of bounds, or we get a touch on it, either from the front or the weak side person, the defender that should be there, they're they're supposed to go and get it. And I mean if you're not there, you can't go get it. And we saw that a little bit in the first quarter, but definitely late. And those are just breakdowns, but the second quarter kind of got after him challenged our, our girl's a little bit and continued to remind him when playing weak side, weak side, and we got stops. You know, to the point that they actually stopped trying to throw it inside knowing, okay, we've shot this down that they started throwing up shots and you know unfortunately a team eventually you throw up enough enough slop shots something's going to fall and it it (laughs) happened last night and uh, we just got to continue to play and keep our heads up
0: the uh, you, you mentioned the foul trouble last night, uh, and we I jokingly mentioned earlier in the segment that I thought it was going to be a three hour ball game. So, uh, because there were a lot of whistles early in the contest, uh, there were some calls that we don't that we don't normally see <laughs> on some five second violations and three second calls and things like that, but. Uh, uh, and it's almost like they check themselves, and I don't want to get an official rant right here, but because all of a sudden we play almost the entire second half with only only four fouls total until we get towards the fourth quarter of play. So is that is that frustrating when when you kind of see two different things in each half?
1: It is, and it's also frustrating to have the exact same crew from the previous night. And I understand Smith Cotton mm-hmm. wasn't the best, but if you're gonna call that way then do it. Be consistent. And so for them to not call that way mm-hmm. and us be able to play the style of physicality that we want and then come into that game thinking, okay, we got the same guys. We know how we played last night. We can we can be physical with this team. And I, I think with our physicality, that hurts Adrian. And unfortunately, the officials didn't allow that. And so we needed to adjust. And we did. But when there was a chance to apply the press back on I should have done it and and that's my fault uh just worried about foul trouble and the officials being in the back of my mind what are they going to call now and so uh you know i'll I'll take the blame for that because our girls are good enough to apply either you know our man green light press or our 10 press and i i just didn't put them in the right position and and that's my fault
0: well, you're hovering right. Keep hovering right around this 500, Mark. You're having trouble getting back over the top of it, but now sitting at 89 9 on the season, uh, finishing up uh, the Clinton tournament coming up on Friday. Uh, again, your opponent is still to be determined will probably end up being Lakeland, most likely, on Friday if things play out the way we think they're going to play out. Uh, we'll actually, well, you'll know that. Uh, we'll know who wins pool B uh, tonight mm-hmm. when Clinton and Lakeland uh, – I'm sorry, Clinton and Warrensburg face off. And then Adrian will be playing Smith-Cotton tomorrow night, and then we'll just have to see if Smith-Cotton can muster up a win and then put tiebreakers into effect. Uh, but let's just assume at this point it's, it's going to be Lakeland that you'll see on Friday. I play the hypothetical card here. W- what have you seen now? the Lady Vikings? Again, small school. Uh, they're in the Western Missouri Conference for basketball. So uh, what did you see out of them the first two days we were up there?
1: Um, against Clinton, they're a scrappy little team. Uh, they got you know a couple guards and, once again, a post player that stand out. And they're scrappy. They play. They play tough, and, and you know they're competitive. And so, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. You know, and, and us being a bigger school, but also playing some different teams, I think we're good. Uh, and but we just got to come out ready to play. But we got to apply the pressure. I think us applying pressure the way that I know we're capable of, will be fine uh, against Warrensburg. I know. Uh, Warrensburg all over the place right now. Like you said, mm-hmm. uh, we thought maybe they had the female coach mm-hmm. last year or the last couple of years, and then you said their AD was the head West, coach last West night. Why, uh, so, I mean, it's just, right there just shows the inconsistency that's going on with Warrensburg. Uh, they do – I think they're young. They they return a couple of girls, but they're they're young too. And so uh, Lakeland, I, I don't know about roster-wise what what group they have, but the way they play, they act like they have a little bit of experience. And so that probably played a factor last night against Warrensburg uh, with their inexperience and inconsistency. But Lakeland's a good team. Uh, They got in this tournament to push themselves. And, I mean, they got in knowing that they could be competitive too. You don't jump in a tournament Mm -hmm. to go and get your tail whooped every night. And so uh, they have confidence. I know they got the sixth seed, but uh, they're going to come out and play knowing they have nothing to lose and leave it out on the floor and, and play scrappy like they have been.
0: They did beat Warrensburg last night, sixty-four to fifty. So you'll finish it up on Friday. Uh, uh, we'll get confirmation on uh, the opponent and the time after Adrian and Smith Cotton play on Thursday night. Uh, it's one thing about a round robin, and plus being a girl boy tournament, uh, so it really spreads out the week. So you have to do some guessing along the way. But uh, then you get in the first half of next week with uh, oh, nothing on your agenda other than practice. I'm sure you're looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, we have been, and that's what even you know talking with Coach Dawson on the on the bus ride home just things that we need to work on and look at for the remainder of our season and so I mean you know we have two days here to practice but we need to work on a couple things from the last five games to put forward for Friday and then also prepare for our opponent on Friday but that week to have four days I mean we're going to take a couple days and, and prepare for Cassville but we also need to do a couple different things of maybe some rotation, getting that click. Uh, when we get in foul trouble, especially deep in foul trouble, uh, we need to find a couple of girls to step up and be able to come onto the floor. And so uh, we need to look at a couple different rotations at practice. Uh, I could I could do it during a game, but <laughs> I don't I don't know if I want to risk that yet. But uh, it, that's just something that we need to look at. But then also get in the gym. And just get up and get after each other. I mean, we know as a team, when you practice against each other, you know what everyone has. And so, uh, we need to get up, get after each other and improve ourselves and start taking away you know, the things that each other that we know of each other to make each other better. And so we know Ty wants to drive. We need to do a good job of keeping Ty in front and really making her work but then also uh, Ty having to create and then find those up and passes. Uh, She did a good job of that last night. I don't want that to go unnoticed either. Uh, You know, definitely she kind of been struggling from time to time, uh, but, you know, pulled her out, had a little conversation with her, and uh, she took over the game, finished, got free throws for us, but then also was finding, you know, her sister Abby Hethman on the block, but also Taylor Thompson uh, down low for us, and and that's a big deal, and we need that, so uh, super proud of her there, but – Yeah, looking forward to these two days, game on Friday, and then to have uh, one a weekend – an actual weekend, for our girls to recover and recharge those batteries for Monday and to get up and get after it on Monday.
0: Yep, when we come back next week, we we'll are to be talking about the final stretch of the regular season because before we know, a district play is going to be here towards the end of February, and we'll look forward to coming back and talking about it next week. Uh, good luck on Friday, and uh, we'll see you back here next week.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Mike.
0: Nevada, Nevada Lady Tiger basketball coach Blake Howarth. When we come back, we'll switch to boys' basketball. Head coach Sean Gray steps in next out of this timeout on Tiger Talk.